Ghost are the devil. Hello, this is Bruce McGuire back with another edition of the Mind Shock Podcast. <laughs> this is Rick Davis. And And we got a good one for you tonight. <laughs> we feel a little scared. We'll be discussing ghosts. We, were, we wanted to discuss ghosts in the Halloween episode, but there wasn't enough time. So, yes, ghosts, phantoms, specters. Oh my god. Apparitions. Other <laughs> otherworldly entities. <laughs> uh, I get, quick, I, we're quick, gonna, go ahead. What? Quick, quick rundown. Let's take a tally. Maxwell, do you believe in ghosts? Ah uh, man, um, uh, that's rough. No, but I, I get scared to like <laughs> walk in the dark and shit. Like, because <laughs> my imagine it like if I watch like uh, scary movies, it's not that I'm like. I don't know. My, my imagination just takes over. Like, imagine just things that are, aren't there. But, yeah, but hold on. We, we're going to have to put some parameters on it because there's so many things that ghosts could be. Because I definitely believe in ghosts, but I don't know if it's the traditional take on ghosts. Because, you know, being a Christian, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm sure that, you know, you know, when you die and, you know, you accept the Lord Christ into your heart and you go to heaven and what have you, you're not going to linger and you're not going to stick around. But... What we see as ghosts, I know there's other dimensions, and I know that sometimes you can break through the veil that separates the dimensions, and so who's to say that ghosts aren't us just seeing entities from the other dimension? Now, or what if there's demons? Like, I'm sure there's demons, and so, like, what if you see a ghostly apparition, and it's one, really a demon? Like, one, there's so many, the parameters, we're going to have to one, one, narrow one, it down, narrow it down. Let's define the, the, the ghost, then. Because well, I think the there's all kinds of well, things. The traditional explanation for a ghost or spirit yep. is someone who was once alive... Mm-hmm. In a non-physical manifestation. That's staying in a non-physical manifestation Correct. now after they've that, died. Yeah. Right. So their body is buried or wherever, or who knows. And they're in a non-physical manifestation. So you can see them, but you can't touch them. But supposedly you might be able to smell them or feel sense them. them feel, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Or, and, and, and kind of feel their uh, ominous presence. Now there's supposed, and according to this definition, there's good ghosts and there's bad ghosts. Sometimes there's just restless ghosts that want to cause trouble, or other ghosts that died such a violent death yeah, that they the they theme. are trapped in in our yeah, world yeah, and yeah. they can't move on. And yeah. sometimes they need help in seeking justice or whatever. Well, or yeah, because I mean, closure or something. There, there's so many workarounds because, like, like even when a person dies and they have an out of body experience, you know, and they're floating up and they look down and they see their body on the operating table, yeah. and then they're resusc- and then they're resuscitated, yeah. and, and they, they and they go right back in and they remember it. So I mean, yeah, for for a short time they were a ghost, but also like now think about it though. Um, if you go to a place where some kind of terrible event happened, you know, they're they're. I'm not opposed to saying that there are echoes and that echoes can linger. And like if something really bad happened and say the the spirit itself is gone and it's either in heaven or hell. And uh, you know something, all you Catholics out there are like, what about limbo? You know, there is no limbo. You can go fuck yourself. But (laughs) it's either heaven or hell and you're not stuck in between. But um, if there's an echo and that echo is so loud and reverberating in a specific area, you know, who's to say that a person who comes along after and sees that, you know. So you're talking about like imprinted energy. Oh well, of course, yeah. you know, and and that could be to an innocent bystander 
a fucked up ghost. Have you ever been to... We're broadcasting live from Los Angeles, but we've all traveled quite a bit. Have you ever been to Savannah, Georgia, the most haunted city in the world? I try not to go to Georgia because they're really prejudiced down there and they don't like white people. Oh, my God. <laughs> and what about Southern hospitality? Everybody was nice. Actually, I did, I did a movie in Georgia, so I did go to Georgia, and everybody was really nice. Yeah, everybody's super nice. They were real nice. It surprised me. Yeah, in Savannah, so supposedly it's the whole city is built on a graveyard, on a cemetery from, like, the Revolutionary War era, mm -hmm. and then a whole bunch of people more died during the Civil War, so then it's kind of two cemeteries, and it's just a whole lot of death there, some of the bloodiest battles. And so basically the entire old city is built on multiple cemeteries. And then there's also, I forget the name of it, but it's a historical battle hill. And I walked there and it was rainy and dreary and, and everything. But still, it was, you can feel a very, uh, a sense of dread. Like even before I read that there were like thousands of people killed there at once. <laughs> even before I read that, so I wasn't sure. Like it could have been a park. Like I don't know what this is. And I could already feel it. Then I read it. I was like, oh, okay. And then they also have, like, the most haunted house. I forgot the name of it. But I, I actually went on a ghost tour there. It was really cool. We went all around and then to the Savannah Cemetery where, where, you know, it was really, really creepy. That's where they filmed this one video of this ghost. It's, it's hailed as one of the most, uh, one of the legit videos of ghosts. Like, this little boy levitates in the middle of the day and a whole bunch of people saw it. And there's a video. Yeah, but, but you know something. There's a video of it? Yeah, there's a video. But, the but like, psychic impressions, like, if you think about Tell the South... Tell me a video. If you think about the I South... I don't know, if you look up Savannah Cemetery Boy Ghost, maybe, you can find it. Yeah, but if you if you go down South, and, and then you think about psychic impressions, or, you know, just death after death after death, <clears throat> think about it, though. How many, how many hundreds of years did they have slavery, where people were born into slavery, lived as slaves, and then died... Like, those are going to be some restless motherfuckers. Like, you know, hundreds and hundreds of years of, you know, praying for, for oh, you know, someone to come save you and not being saved, you know, over and over and over again. There's there's going to be layer upon layer upon layer of, of dead... Now, this is a whole other podcast, but uh, there's an old saying, no one is more enslaved than he who thinks he is free. So if... I th I, now, I wasn't around back then, but supposedly they used a lot of brainwashing tactics to make the slaves think they weren't slaves. No, nah, they, they... You want to talk about it? Or no, no, no. Is that the video? Yeah. You found it? No, I don't want to see it. No, no, but... Yeah, you don't want to see it? No, because... Yeah, but the thing is... is it's a good topic. You know... You know, will you take the chains off me? No, you're free. Well, right there, they're like, you know something? Okay, I'm free, but I don't like the chains. Well, didn't they say, oh, yeah, but at the other plantation, you'd be treated so much worse. You're lucky to be here, <clears throat> so they wouldn't want to leave, right? Uh, uh, well, yeah, like well, well, yeah, of course, but the thing is, is like, you, you can put a dog collar on a dog, and the dog, you know, doesn't like it. So they're not going to like it. And, oh, yeah, no, of course and, not. And you have hundreds and hundreds of years of, of them going, you know, I may not be a slave because I was mind washed and brain tricked, but this was fucked up and now I'm dead. But then again, maybe they're so happy once they died, you know, <laughs> that right. that they don't linger. Well, but anyway, anyway, <laughs> I'm just saying. <laughs> so... That was that was pretty much my only experience in Savannah with weird stuff. Yeah, it was definitely weird. The, the you know, walking through the cemetery at night, going to some of those haunted houses, and and now I don't know what it was. Not gonna say it was a yeah, ghost. But, but how long are you gonna be able to do have this discussion before it turns to you know uh, evil? 
Okay, hold on. Let's get, let's get the definitions on the table first. All right, so that's all right, a traditional all right, all right. definition. Uh, well, uh, no, no, Casper the fr- Casper the Friendly Ghost. Uh, an apparition is the tradi- oh yeah, someone who was alive that's now dead. Okay, that's one. That's the traditional one. Yes. Okay, so other some people say now this is this is one of the most interesting ones. Uh, I, I, actually, I'll go through the simple one first. Okay, other dimensional beings that were not previous humans in this realm. Mm-hmm. They're simply... And we so, can see them, yeah, right. we look through the so that, dimensions. So that would not include, for example, someone seeing their dead parent or grandfather with the same clothes that they died in. So that would not be one of those. Yeah, yeah. So, okay, and then the third, and some, and so these don't necessarily have to be human. These are just non-physical entities. Yeah. Spirits, whatever. Um, and we probably look it's, it's to them they like they look to us. What? Usually, right? They usually have clothes on them, or no? Who? Ghosts. Like, well, the traditional ones, yes, because they would be wearing whatever they died in, I guess, oh, okay. right? Or whatever they usually wore. So for some reason, they just kind of bring it. <laughs> and the, the... It's interesting. I, I don't know. I figured you'd be... Like, no, 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 just... I, no. We, we can elaborate on that, because I, I got some opinions on that, too. Entities from other dimensions would be wearing... Whatever, Whatever they, they're wearing, like space suit, either they could be wearing spacesuits or they could be monsters. Well, you could also, like without, you know, and you know. if we can see them, and they look like ghosts to us, they could probably see us, and we look well, like ghosts to them. Here's another interesting point. Think about oh, that's that. Interesting. Yeah, 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 here's, that. here's yeah. another interesting point. It doesn't necessarily have to work two ways. So it, no, human, it doesn't. The human eye can only see what it can see. So there could theoretically be demons and crazy entities sitting next to us right now. And we would never know. Yeah, and and we could be sitting next to them, and they might never know. Correct. But but I also or they might be able to see us. We can't see them, or vice versa. Any but, of the combinations could be true. Oh no, absolutely. And I, I kind of view yeah. Sometimes it. like there are reported ghosts where the, the ghosts are really like they don't even notice. Oh yeah, they don't know. Yeah, like, they walk yes. right through you. But yes. but I I also view it like you know how they say if you're looking at a at a shooting star or a falling star, you can't see it because you can, you have to see it. Uh, with your peripheral vision or whatever, you know, your whole retina thing. Vaguely. And so, like, if it's falling, you always see them out of the corner of your eye, but when you turn and look, yeah. they're gone, and you know that the actual trajectory of it, you should be able to watch it complete its arc, but because you look straight at it, it looks like it burned out, and they're like, it didn't really burn out, you just looked at it. So they tell you that if you see a falling star, don't look at it. Look at it with your periphery vision. Don't turn your head and look at it. And this is probably a topic for another conversation. But, uh, 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 but what is a phone? Yeah, but anyway, yeah, I know, I know, I know, I know. We're, we're, that, that leads us places that we don't want to be right now. But <laughs> why'd you bring that? Uh, no, no, no. Uh, he meant, he meant why? Uh, you, you, you didn't. Oh, because no, no, no. well, if you yeah. let me finish, because oh, okay. well, you too, because he stopped me. Uh, <laughs> if if that holds true, I also believe that you the you might only be able to see through the veil of dimensions or see a ghost with your peripheral vision because haven't you ever been out and you see something over there and you turn and you look like what the fuck and you jump but then there's nothing there wouldn't that hold true too yeah. so if you see something out of your periphery that's really crazy. don't turn and look pretend that you don't see it and then you can watch it then you can watch that's it. That's pretty creepy. You know? Well, all right. So you remember you said that you had some feeling when you were in Savannah? Yeah. All right. So this is kind of fucked up. And, and I, I actually took several hours worth of videos. And supposedly, everybody that takes videos captures something. But I never actually looked at the videos. I, uh, look at it. Uh, next, next podcast. <laughs> I, I, uh, I had an experience kind of like that, though. Um, it in, we'll watch it. Um... I advise everybody to do or to not do this because there's there's some fucked up adverse effects and there's some awesome effects. So we we went to the cemetery. 
And we used to walk cemeteries because we, we loved the, the whole cemetery thing. And we'd always go and walk cemeteries and hang out at cemeteries and walk at cemeteries. Oh, in the middle. Oh, we went to like as many as we could because it's kind of nasty and kind of creepy okay. and kind of fucked up. And so we went to the cemetery in this location and we walked around it. And then we walked to the bottom of it and we got to the point where all of a sudden we saw all these old tombstones that were overgrown with grass and what have you. And they weren't maintenance anymore and we're like you know that's kind of messed up and we went and looked at the tombstones and they were a lot older so apparently the cemetery was like oh everybody buried here their relatives are dead let's just not keep it up anymore which is kind of fucked up because i would think it would be incumbent upon them to keep uh you know the graves clean and and the tombstones clean or whatever and so we went and the further down in the cemetery we went the worse it got and so then there were mausoleums that weren't kept up and the one the one had this little teeny buttress above the door like a little teeny flying buttress above the door and it had fallen out so i was like oh shit i can climb in through that and so i climbed up the the grating on the front door and climbed through the buttress into the mausoleum and then my friends for the most part were were fat and awkward at that point and they couldn't they couldn't <laughs> climb up the the front of the tomb and so they looked through the grating into the tomb and they're like, dude, man, what's in there? Tell us what's in there. And so me being the badass that I am, um, it's like midnight, the middle of the night in an unused part of a cemetery. <laughs> and I'm in a mausoleum whose door is locked. Like, so, you know, oh, I fell down and broke my leg. I can't get out. And they're like, well, you'll have to fend for yourself, dude. You know, so anyway, there were like probably eight crypts you know uh like i get i'm trying to think what they were it was like there was more than eight because it was like four on the bottom four in the middle and then four on the top and <clears throat> and they had uh two you know the stones in them with the names of the people who were who were uh entombed within and all the way to the right there was like an empty one so i guess they hadn't filled it like this was a family vault and they hadn't filled the vault in and there was like rakes and and hammers and tools because i guess that's where the the groundskeeper was keeping his shit you know and uh and then next to it was all these bricks and and they were like uh and so some of the mausoleum some of the the tombs were bricked shut so I guess maybe people had broken in and taken the headstones off of them. And so the cemetery was bricking them shut. And there was one that was partially brick shut, but the top half was open. So I was like, well, let me see what's in here. So I grabbed it and it was loose. So I rocked it back and forth and pulled it out. And the whole front, whole brick part of it fell out to the ground. And I looked in. And have you ever seen the supermarket rubber balls? Like in supermarket, they have those plastic balls and they're, yeah. and they have like weird tie-dye pattern yeah, on yeah. them. Like Food Town used to have them. So I saw one of those balls with a weird tie-dye pattern on it. And it was sitting in packing, packing, uh, the styrofoam packing pieces, you know, the little teeny styrofoam okay. pieces. And so, and I'm like, why is a supermarket tie-dyed rubber ball or plastic ball sitting in styrofoam pieces like and i was gonna grab it and pull it out and then 
I saw that the styrofoam wasn't styrofoam it, because you have to figure I'm in this mausoleum in the middle of the night and the only light I have is because this is back before cell phones and I didn't have a flashlight with me because my friends had the flashlight outside so I had moonlight lighting this shit up okay. and and I saw that it was a deteriorated pillow and and the edges of the pillow were still intact oh, okay. so I saw all four corners of the pillow and then the foam was whatever was inside the pillow because the pillow had deteriorated and that was what was left and then I saw that the tie-dye that I thought was the rubber ball was a head and that was what was left of the skin and it was skull and, and, and pieces of skin attached to the skull and then I saw all the hair that was uh. off the side because all the hair had fallen off the top and that was the skin on the scalp and, and the bone and then I looked and then I said oh my god it's a head resting on a pillow and I looked as far back into the crypt as I could and I saw that there was like it was a little teeny body with like like it looked like a nightgown and and it went back and now this is this is and I guess like the inside of the mausoleum I'll just give you some kind of arbitrary it was like 16 by 16 whatever you know I stepped back when I realized that it was a head and it was and it was a lady or a girl and all four walls moved in on me and I remember to this day the walls moved all the way in and to where they were touching me and so the crypt where she was moved right up to my face and I turned and both side walls moved right up to me and, and I said, that's fucked up. How did the walls move? And I knew what it was. I'm like, oh, wow, my body is so shocked or my mind's so shocked that this is a body. And I jumped up and I grabbed the bar above me and I, and I did a, and I did, I went, I jumped up and caught the bar and stood on the bar and ran and climbed out the buttress so fast. I couldn't jump out because it was really high up and I couldn't climb down and so I climbed up to the roof and got stuck on the roof of the mausoleum because I panicked so quick. I was like, oh my god, let me get the fuck out of here. So so then I go home. So that's a fucked up story. I go home and I go to sleep. My And all my friends and I and I told them what I saw and I'm like, oh damn, that was fucked up. I go to sleep and I shut my eyes and a little girl in a nightgown flew into my bedroom and tried to talk to me. And and I and I'm like, what the what is the like and I kept trying to figure out because it was almost like a lucid dream yeah. where I could interact with it because I felt like I thought I was awake but I was asleep, but I could control myself. And she kept trying to talk to me and she kept trying to tell me something. But she couldn't make any sound and so she was doing hand motions and she had long blonde hair and she must have been like ten years old maybe. And I'm like and I'm and it wasn't scary at all, but she was in a long nightgown and, and she was like really pretty and, and she was all like faded out pale white and she was so white and it sounds weird, but everything else was like a blue and, and I, and I couldn't figure out what she wanted and what she was trying to tell me and she kept trying to tell me something and she kept trying to tell me something and, and so then I got up the next day and I didn't think about it and then that weekend my friends who were with me they had asked me to go back to the cemetery and I'm like, nah, dude, I'm done. I'm done with this. They went back with flashlights and ladders and climbed up and put oh, a ladder in, went, went through the, the hole and then lowered a ladder down and went in 
and they examined her and they examined uh, one of the one of the the headstones that was off to the side and and it was a 10 year old girl it was a little 10 year old girl who was buried there and i didn't know it was a girl because i thought it was an old lady because i saw because she looked like she was bald to me but apparently the hair had fallen off so i thought it was an old lady and it was only a 10 year old girl and so a 10 year old girl came and tried to tell me something and I didn't know that it had anything to do with the cemetery because I thought I saw an old lady. They went back and found out that it was a 10-year-old girl. And so I... Did you ever see her again? I didn't go back and I couldn't figure out what she wanted. No, she never came back. And and the only thing I could imagine is she wanted me to go back so she could tell me something. But I ain't falling for that. Because, like, what if that day my name wasn't first on the credits? Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Fuck that. Did she seem angry? No. She seemed like there was something wrong. Like, she seemed distressed and there was something wrong. It was the stereotypical, you have to solve, there's something wrong, solve, you know, why am I dead, solve solve this crime, why am I dead? All right, let me, you had that sense. Hold on. Like, when you saw that, your dream or whatever, like, you had that sense, like. She was trying to tell me something, yeah, she was trying to tell me, yeah, 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 she was. That's some fucked up shit. Yeah, and I didn't go back. When you first told it, I thought she was telling you, don't mess with the dead. No, no, she was disturbed, she was upset. And I don't know if she was upset because my friends were out there fucking with her body, or, no, no, they went back the next day, so no, no. But, yeah, I don't know, it seemed like she really wanted me. She wanted me to help her with something, and and the only thing I can figure out is help solve my death, and I wasn't going back. All right, now let me get into the final death. It wasn't far from here. Uh, oh my God! It's down. You, you, you know uh, we're not going the, the guy we're who not wants, going. you know the guy who wants to who's going to do our podcast on uh, Bitcoin that lives down yeah. the street. Oh my God! It was it was down there, and that that's the town, because you know uh, it was that one, and if you go down to the bottom, back in the woods, that's where it was. We can go see what she wants. She's probably still around. She probably is. Well, oh, that's she's terrible. Like 50 now. Well, let me. She's like fifty. Now. She was. She was at least. Well, you don't know when she died. Well, she. It was enough to be deteriorated. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. they told me the date and stuff because they found. Right, the date. Listen. So let me get to the final definition, all right, all right. which is creepy and ties in a little bit with what you said. This last one is is what I would probably say might be the most likely. Okay. Even though they could all be true. Yep. They could all be false. Yep. This one, just based on all the information I have seen in researching many, many different occult topics, this is what I believe right. is the most likely definition of a ghost. Yep. Um, in every scenario. So even the people that see family members, mm-hmm. they're not really their family members. Because I got members. some messed up shit. Right, they I'm elaborate they are saying. some kind of demonic entities or, or negative energies. That want to, that feed off your fear and pain. Oh yeah, you gave me. And a so yeah, so they will pose as p- potentially dead family members to get people to interact with them, and that's why when you said she wanted you to go back, if yeah. that wasn't really her. Oh, I know. And it was just a manifestation. Now again, I still I still leave the door open. I think they could all be true. Yes. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. all of these definitions could be true. But in most cases, it might be some kind of an entity that is not. It's just physically taking the form, be- and, and to, they to vary. Lure you, to lure right, you exactly. In. And, and, and that's why I wouldn't go do back. What? To like do do some whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Or, or just knows? to come back and die. Yeah. <laughs> just come she back knows. and, and have the mausoleum fall in. Or just if they're parasitic, 
if they're non-physical parasites from other dimensions... Oh, yeah, they get they stronger. Just, they just need your fear and pain. Oh, they and they're... Your fear. Oh, they don't even need to kill you. They're just parasites. Oh, yeah, they're... Oh, oh, so, so, so just merely seeing them and being fearful of ghosts... Exactly. Feeds them. Yeah. Feeds them. So if you... So, well, that's why... You so, know how it's, like, super corny, but in a lot of movies, if you love the demon or if you love the ghost, they hate love. They're, like, allergic to it. So that's, yeah. like, the anti... So that, that, that turns them off. Because I, I, hear, I hear a lot of stories, like... Yeah, like but... When, you, no, like when people see ghosts, like they, a lot of them, they don't experience fear at all. They're just kind of like, they just observe and yeah. Oh wow. Like well, yeah, yeah, but but there's there's also a, a a slightly contrary view on the love thing because a lot of like with the succubus and the incubus and the whole thing, a lot of people start to embrace it and and it gets but stronger. Don't they embrace and, it in lust and not real love though? Uh, well, well yeah, but I mean, you know, if it's gonna be synonymous at that point, the if it's if it's a parasite and it's getting stronger, if you're sitting there like like thinking that you love it, your emotions, any emotions, your your extreme fear or your extreme love, it gets stronger and stronger. And Rice covered a lot of that in the witching hour. And that's one of the most horrific books ever. I mean as far as being is that scary. Recommended? It's one of the best books that you will ever read. It, oh, it is. Man. All right, hold on. Oh, man, there's already too many. Anne Rice, The Witching Hour is a thousand pages long. Wow. It is the singly one of the best books. Like, I don't want to say it's the best book I've ever read because there, there is it. <laughs> there is. There is. Uh, hold on. But 1,980 pages of the best book I've ever read in the last 20 pages, I'm still upset about. Pissed me off to no fucking end. Wait, is this The Witching Hour? Yeah, 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 yeah. The last 20 pages got All right, got, all right but hold on. Hold on. But she covers a lot of this. And, and a lot of times, Anne Rice, like H.P. Lovecraft, when she writes, there's a semblance of truth. And you're like, is she writing from experience? Is she writing from research that she shouldn't have done? Why... It, you get the feeling that she knows something and she's trying to put what she knows in fiction so that yeah. she can sell it and those who know will, will learn from it and those who don't know just think it's fiction because yeah. there's some fucked up shit in that book that disturbs me to today and the reason it disturbs me is because it rings true. It rings true and it and the and the worst of it rings true. But it, But that's also to carry on to what you had said earlier about a parasite being who needs emotion because a lot of what I think happens, what if, all right, I'm just posing this. What if it's a demon or what, you know, or, or what we define as demons or what we think is a demon. It doesn't have to be a minion and Satan, but if you think demons are minions to Satan, so maybe it is whatever. What if that when somebody dies, that's the closest they can be to life because a, a body that was alive for X amount of years, when it dies, that really is the closest thing to a living... A dead person is the closest thing to a living person you can get. That's a really weird concept. Think about it for a okay. second. So a dead person is the closest thing to a living person you can get. What if the spirit goes into the body after you bury them or after they're dead okay. and tries to reanimate it because... It's because it's still a working body. It's still a functioning body per se. There's still cells, and it might not Are we have. Going into zombie it might have. Or? No, 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 no. But it might not have deteriorated. So what if that that entity goes into the dead body and tries to live, but the but whatever caused the body to be dead leaves it dead, so it can't 
animate it, but it can pick up on its appearance, its memories, that's because the brain cells are still there, its look. Yeah, I've never heard that before. And, well, that's because I, 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 no, I, uh, no, I've been thinking about it for a while and it bothers me. So now, what if it can, it can mimic that because when it goes into it, it's like, oh wow, this is what that person thought, this is what that person loved, this is some vague memories, and the, it and if it's in the form, it can assume that that person's look. Now, what if it remembers a house or, or remembers a place, and when it can't get the body, uh, it can't get the body up. to get up. It can't make the body move. What if it? What if the longer it stays in the dead body, the more it starts to think it's that body? And what if oh, it waits? Terrible. What if it waits like a year in the dead body and finally gets up? Because it can't get the body well, up added... and goes back to where the, the memory and it goes back to its memory. Yeah. And so it goes back like to the house. Like it goes them. back to the house. You just added a, cool. a new definition. And when you and if you go there, you might see it. And it might and it will look like the body it inhabited for a week, a day, a year. And so if you describe it, someone will say, Oh my god, that sounds just like my mother. And then and then it was wearing what the body was wearing when it possessed it. So you're like, oh yeah, it had a long gown and it had its hair in a bun. And then you talk to it and it has vague memories of what that person remembered. So even if you have a seance or a Ouija board and you ask it a question, you might get, how did you die? Terrible murder. Well, who do you love? Denise and Denise is the daughter and her mother got killed. And you're like, 455 Lincoln Avenue. That's the address where my mother was murdered. But you can't get anything more because you ever see in these seances, you can't get a whole lot. You get particulars about one thing, yeah. but you can't get a lot about another. What if it's just because it absorbs some of the, the leftover memories? Now, that's what really bothers me and that's what worries me because it could be a representation of your loved one and be the exact opposite. That's horrible. And that little girl really was that little girl. But is that is that really... Yeah, but is that really that more horrible than a demon posing that would have that information? Well, yeah, but it, yeah, it, it kind of is a demon posing, yeah, and, so and we don't know how much it remembers and how much it doesn't, because if so it the doesn't... the thing is the intentional versus unintentional. But it might be unintentional, too, because if right. it's a really yeah. powerful demon, it might realize and use it. It might use it, and if it's weak, it might not realize. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. and it might be confused. Like, like the people you. in the Philadelphia... But isn't the one that realizes scarier? Than the one that well, no, 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 yeah, yeah, but I'm just saying yeah. that the one that realizes might not might not get stuck in a location or a place. It might move on because it realize if it realizes it, it might say, "Why am I haunting this fucking house? I'm that was just that house. was just an impression. I don't need to stay on this impression." Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Whereas, like the Philadelphia, you ever go to the Philadelphia prison? No. And and they let you do tours yeah, and it's real fucked up and there's like people who, you know, that you can hear people yelling still in some of the cell blocks and, and and they give you a tour and some of the Alcatraz and supposedly it's haunted, but that that one I didn't I didn't really get anything there. Yeah, but the, the Philadelphia one they only let you go on Halloween and at night, so it's already a bad yeah. situation. But some of the cell blocks they have locked up because it's so bad that they can't let people in there. And so when you walk oh, by it, you, you look down and they're like, Yeah, that one's closed this year because it's it's unmanageable this year and you look and you look down and you're like and you look down and you're you like that's Maxwell? that's messed up i think so i think i went with you that. and jay yeah did i go with you guys yeah 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 oh with jay i think yeah, yeah. no that's no, all right because no one no one knows who that is so yeah yeah so yeah that's what that's what i think a lot of times because that would explain 
why they're here, why people see them, why they have information, and it doesn't get in the way of, you know, God's not going to let a, you know, a Christian spirit float around and not come to heaven. Well, you know what's really creepy, though? If all of them are true. So you get X percentage of this definition is true. Mm -hmm. X percentage, because why wouldn't it be, right? Because they could all be true. Mm -hmm. And you wouldn't know which when, which is, yep. that, that's what, like, I guess that's what you're saying is really scary, because if it really is the loved one, or if it's not, yeah, because if it, there's X percent chance of either being true, you would never really know. Oh, no, you, yeah, you know. yeah, it would be impossible to know until you're dead. That, and that's, that's one of the risky things, because if you die, I think you have all the answers. And I, I don't really want to tie this in, but... Oh, no. This ties in. Next episode is probably Mandela Effect. Maxwell's a big expert in this one, <laughs> but, uh... Nelson! <laughs> that 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 the demon possessed his body and animated him in the last ten years of his life. It wasn't really him because he he was possessed. But get this! I don't, I don't think get I'm this! Expert, but I did, Maxwell, I did, did look you, it up a did lot. You right? see the, did you see the variation where the Mandela effect is? 2012, we all died. We're all ghosts living on Earth, and we don't know oh, it. I heard about that. And then the, about that. the little yeah, glitches in memory. Yeah. Are, are the different are yeah. from the real world that we lived and this is all a ghost world so that's, a, that's an interesting one actually like the that's season like the right? season finale of lost well i didn't i didn't see it <laughs> i just ruined it for you oh, okay i wasn't gonna watch it anymore. no there's no need to watch it <laughs> that show was messed up but anyway so um so yeah those are all the definitions what do you think maxwell especially that last one that was that, an interesting talk that, yeah and he, he brought up something uh something interesting something what do you think about that know? it was really cool i like it all right, all right, so to, 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 to tease you a little bit, the witching hour has a different view, and I'm not going to give a lot of information. I'll just make it so that you'll be like, oh, I better read this. There's something like a spirit or akin to a spirit or some entity or something that keeps appearing. And, and the, the modern person in the book who, you know, the... The protagonist sees this spirit or entity or visage or whatever from a distance and it's always in a yard and and she starts researching and all of her ancestors at one point or another saw this spirit but couldn't make contact and so she started researching her whole oh, family her whole family and that spirit was always somewhere either in a photo or or somebody wrote it in a diary but they all hid it so she had to research it so when she found like an old photo of her mother there was a picture of it in the background oh, and, and then she and then then she found her grandmother's diary and her grandmother oh, mentioned mentioned her friend and described it, and it was the same outfit that was in the photo of her mother. And then she started researching her family history, and every female in her family history had seen it, or interacted with it, That's or terrible. wrote about it, or thought about it. And and then um, Anne Rice, the genius that she is, she wrote, she went back and told the whole family history, but from not looking back or researching it what really happened so when you when because you saw what the what the person what the protagonist was doing then at a certain point she flips and and she does it from the spirit or entity's point of view and it tells oh, where it really started and oh, you're already telling me too much and where and where it really went and so sometime i think it was like in the 1800s 
the the spirit tried to uh it started there one of the the old men was dying and he actually saw it so he's one of the only men that saw it and so he worked with the entity and the entity kept him alive longer than he should have been because he was Terrible. too weak he was too weak and he was like really sick so with a symbiotic relationship the entity was able oh, to to keep him up and keep him alive a little bit longer than he should have been alive because his heart would he would have had a heart attack if he kept trying to walk if he kept and so with the spirit's power he was able to stay alive a little bit longer than he should have been and they were at a din at a at dinner once and the the body of the grandfather or whoever it was started flaking and deteriorating and the the <laughs> father the, the the old man the great great grandfather or whatever had had died and the entity was trying to keep his body animated because he had died and since he had worked with the body to stay alive he was able to keep it moving just a little bit longer because it wasn't like he was possessing it it was like an agreement but then while while they were in agreement at dinner like like the body had died and the entity's like well let's see how long i can i can run with this and so it it lasted like a couple days and the oh. and the person had died but it was still coming down to dinner and it was still eating and it started to decompose and and some of the people started noticing that it was decomposing and then the spirit wasn't able to keep it going any longer but it had kept it going for a day or two after after its host body had died the book is fucking terrible it's, it's oh, so scary I don't even know if it's I'm so scary Alright, well, it, it's in, in line with that, <laughs> do you know the uh, the history of alcohol? No. Maxwell? I don't know your history of alcohol. No, uh, no not really. Okay, okay so it, alcohol I, I, is actually, so it was, it's Arabic and it's thousands of years old and the original name is Al-Ghul. Ghoul, uh, as in a ghoul. Yeah, a demon, alcohol. Flesh. And that's oh, why, shit. well, that's why they also call alcohol spirits oh, you drink yeah. spirits oh, yeah, so right. basically what alcohol does it changes the uh the composition of your body the molecular composition because it's mostly water and when uh. you drink alcohol it changes it and it supposedly opens you up for demonic possession or possession from other spirits or ghouls and uh that's one of the reasons you know you're not supposed to bible says no you're not supposed to drink you're not supposed to engage in any of that and also if you look at people going on like murderous rampages like that's what alcohol does it corrupts you. Like, most people don't drink alcohol and then go out and give to charities or do good things. <laughs> I mean, maybe some of them do. Some of them do. Uh, some of them do. Some of them get all nice and shit. They get by, drunk and they, they give away a million dollars. They, they get possessed by, by, a good, by a good spirit. But uh, usually, like, like murderous rampages and people killing their whole family, like, they're, you know, they, they're, they're drinkers well, and, that do that. Well, and it's, it's funny that you say that, too, because um, with religion... Uh, transcendental meditation, like where you completely empty your mind and empty your body, supposedly leads you susceptible to some kind of possession. Never, so, I haven't heard that before. So do you remember, you remember the transcendental meditation that was going around like in the 70s? Like L. Ron Hubbard was, was a yeah. big practitioner of like transcendental meditation. Well, the whole, it became dangerous because you had uh, an exponentially increasing amount of people losing control of themselves and not realizing it because they learned to clear their mind and become a complete blank slate and that supposedly made it a lot easier for whatever is out there 
to, and you can say, okay, maybe an alien possessed them, you know, maybe their dog, you know, inhabited their body and they started peeing on fire hydrants, you know, whatever, oh but, you know, or, or demons possess them, but clearing, completely clearing their mind of any semblance and making a complete blank slate supposedly opened them up to possession. Now, if you read, like, you know, the different religions say you're not supposed to, you know, do drugs and alcohol to the point where you black out and lose control because when you black out, if you look at demon you're possessions, drink, you're not supposed to do it at all. Well, I know, yeah. but I'm just saying if you look at like possessions and people who who've killed, like you said, killed yeah. a lot of people and then said it wasn't them, no, they didn't remember, yeah. and they don't remember yeah. it. You know, that's that leads to that as well. So if you're completely inebriated and you black out, who's to say something can't jump yeah, in? It's messed up. Yeah. But the, the other the other variables on it are if you have like a really really strong spirit or soul, mm -hmm. then those are the people that don't get drunk as fast, mm -hmm. and so they're less susceptible even if they drink. So some people can get it, oh, yeah. but some people can't. Yeah, and so. do you think that goes hand in hand with hypnotism? Yeah, because probably. because those people I think are harder to hypnotize as well. Yes. Yeah. 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 But it's so funny because, yeah, the alcohol, and that's why it's called spirits. It's all, like, it was all known at one point, and now it's kind of just fell by the wayside. But if you look it up, you can still find all that out. Because, like, uh, yeah, so it's it's weird stuff. And, and people have actually written pretty extensively about it, especially on exactly how the chemical process works. Mm -hmm. um, the more alcohol you ingest on how, like, so so basically, like, they break it down into physics and chemistry whereas entities when you change your composition the entities like you get closer to what the entities can manipulate mm -hmm. so it kind of like thins that veal yeah 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 so so yeah it's it's really nice it's like it's it, it's it's almost like they're grooming us for you know, here drink and then that grooms us to to their possession yeah but uh but ghoul ghoul is 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 something that eats human flesh too so has that crossover? Well, isn't that the newer definition? I think that's the original definition of a ghoul. The Arabic definition? Uh, it might not, be the, that, it no, might not be the Arabic. The uh, Arabic one is cool. I think it's cool. K H U L. Oh, so, and so ghoul might be a, it's a derivative no, no, thereof. It was or, a later offshoot. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. ghouls are something that eats flesh. Yeah, that's the newer incarnation. Yeah. And and I'm oh I'm reading Tokyo Ghoul, the uh, the Japanese animation, and that is about. About creatures that eat human flesh. It's actually really good. That sounds scary. Tokyo Ghoul is really good. Um, oh yeah. So one more thing. I know you had an experience in Amityville. Oh jeez. Yeah. Oh, you want to yeah, share yeah, that, that one now that we're on topic? Yeah, that was terrible. Amityville, the, where the Amityville horror took place. Oh okay. Yeah, I actually went there. But I do have to go back and say, when I saw the the ball that was in the styrofoam and then it turned out and I realized that it was a bald head and that was the pattern on the bald head and the hair I thought it was an old lady and when the little girl came to me I didn't associate it yeah. with it because I I didn't say oh my god it's her when she's young I said oh my god why why is this little girl bothering me yeah and, and then when my friends found out that it was a little girl then it clicked you know, and I think in my original telling of the story, I might have said that I saw that it was a little girl, cause, but whatever. But, um, yeah, so that's why it was strange, because it was, I, it, deductive reasoning wouldn't have led me to think that the, you know, I didn't tell my, I didn't think it was a little girl. So when whatever came yeah. to me as a little girl, that, you know, that, that's why it freaked me out a little bit, because then I found out it really was a little girl. One final time with that one, which I didn't mention, little kids imaginary friends. 
Oh, oh, oh the world shroud issue. Oh, we should definitely God. touch upon that one because that's really, <laughs> really <laughs> creepy. There was a TV show two seasons, like a couple of years ago, about that. No, about the little, the little, little, little. That would make a great movie. Like, there were little like kids, just, like ghost little kids little that friends. had friends, and the little girls would talk to it. And I think it ended up being aliens, but it was it was all messed oh, up. It was really cool. scary. But uh, yeah, yeah, because I really do believe that uh, I didn't have any friends like that when I was little neither did I and and I should have been the one because like I'm a writer and artist so like if anybody was going to be crazy enough to see something it would have been me but, but they, can you imagine like the amount of cases well yeah but you want to know it's something absolutely insane since I was looking they probably said oh no this one's a problem because he can draw he'll he he'll he'll out us so they, they probably steered clear of me. But don't they honestly not care about being out well, because I don't they even know, know the adults aren't going to believe. But they also that, knew so that I couldn't manipulate. Yeah, but I knew they couldn't. They they probably looked at me and said they couldn't manipulate me because like like I had like four different cases where where I tried to uh, get into like child molesters' house and bake cookies with them and they wouldn't let me in either. So that was some fucked up shit because there was there was this lady who let all who let every day we would go to her house. All right, hold on. And every rolling. All right, there was this lady. I lived in this apartment complex, and I guess I guess we were all like eight, and and every day, and and she was kind of pretty, and like I thought I was gonna marry my kindergarten teacher, so I was always trying to get with older women, and so we all would go on her porch because she was kind of pretty, and she would talk to us, and and there was a bunch of us. It was like a bunch of guys and a bunch of girls, and we go sit on her porch, and she talked to us. Then she'd go inside, and she's like, "Oh, I have to bake now." And, and we're like, oh, can we help you bake? And she's like, no, 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 no. And so then she's like, well, why don't you come back tomorrow and I'll give you some cookies or whatever. So then we would come back the next day and we're like, oh, we want some cookies. And she's like, oh, well, I ate them all. I gave them away. Now, like I have, like as far as images and memories and memories of images, I have a near photographic memory because I can draw it or write it. So I remember exactly what I see. And so things when I was little, I can go back and think about them now. And I didn't get it when I was there, but they make sense now because I can see the picture exactly what it was. And I'm like, oh shit, that's messed up. And so this is one of those, because I, I remember her exact, I remember all of us sitting there exact. And, and she's like, oh no, I ate them all, but I need to make more today. And then I don't know how many days, it was like a couple days of that. And then she's like, who wants to help me? Would one of you want to help me? And then we were all like, oh, we want to go in the house. So we want to go in and bake cookies. And so she's like, all right, you. And, and, and like she picked this, you know, one of the, the little girls or whatever. And, and every day she would pick a different kid. And we were like, oh, my God. And they never and we were all were like, she never picks us. This is terrible because and all of us who didn't get picked would moan and groan and then go away. And because we would sit on our porch for like an hour and we're like, oh, when are the cookies coming? And we're like, you know, it's a hot summer day. Let's go play in the woods. So we would leave. And then we come back the next day and then she'd come out and she's like, well, you know, we ate the cookies yesterday. I brought some out and you guys had left and there was one person still here who waited and I gave them a cookie. You know, I'm going to bake cookies again today. Who wants to come in? And then she picked somebody else. And I ne once finally she picked me, she's like, oh, come on in. Come on. You can come in. And I was so excited. I was like, yeah, I'm going to get to go bake cookies. Yeah. And so I went into her house and she showed me around and she's like, you know, here's, here's the kitchen. Okay. Well, you got to go outside now. And then, and I'm like, wait a second. I, I didn't get to do anything. And she, and she ushered me back outside and then she picked somebody else and then they went in and then they baked the fucking cookies and the rest of us that weren't picked were upset. And then we went away. 
I looked back on it, and I was like, wait a second. That bitch, that bitch was a lesbian child molester. Because now when I think back, no matter who she let in the house, she only took the one little girl. And that one little girl was the girl who went in the house and made all the cookies. So she picked me, let me come in, and then made me leave after like five minutes. And I remember the person who went in after me was the little girl that always went in, that always baked the cookies. And she was the one getting that well, lady's love. Know, uh, so what happened? Oh, because, be, because it was so obvious. It was all a setup and she groomed us. She's like, oh, I'm gonna bake cookies. Nobody can come in, come back later. And then it was like, oh, would somebody wanna yeah, help did, me? Did it ever like- Oh, no, 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 it never came out on the news. But I, I, know, I know it for what it is, studying all of these modern you, cases. Wait, do you remember like the, like, the little girl's experience, like baking cookies. No, like, no, because no, like, she, like, like looking back, like nah, must have seen something. Nah, because that, that little girl eventually she moved away and we didn't talk to her. But and then the lady moved away and we didn't talk to her. But but over and it was the whole summer and I tried so hard to get in. Like we would knock on the door, I knock know, on the door, sure, though, and knock on the door. Maybe she just thought maybe she just liked like the little girl. But no, 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 it's not. It's not off topic because it's it's it it's. I'll, I'll get back to it. But anyway, <laughs> later, years later, I saw her again, and she had come out as a lesbian, and Ooh, she the was girl or the... The, the the lady, oh, and the she lady. had and she had like her her younger you know lover with her, and and that's what made me go wait a second. That's why only little girls like she that's might not have, circumstantial. She might not have molested them, but okay. that's why that's why only little girls got to go in and bake the uh. cookies because you know that that's what she liked, you know. So you know, okay, so yeah, I, I you know something, but but I was ready because if she had molested me, I'd be telling you guys, you know something, man. When I was eight, I got with this hot lady who ended up being a lesbian. That was my first lesbian experience. Wait, how was this on topic? Okay, because. Hey, hold on. There, there was, there, I asked you your because your Amityville experience, and then you brought that up. Yeah, yeah, but there was a point because I was I was trying to get molested by child molesters, oh, and it, it didn't work. Was it imaginary and, friends? And and imaginary uh, friends being ghosts. And and the imaginary fr oh yeah, because the imaginary friends wouldn't come to me because I knew they were around, oh. and I couldn't get them to come to me because they knew that that I wasn't gonna be either I was gonna be willing or unwilling like they knew they couldn't manipulate me because every time there ended up being a child molester in the neighborhood and I tried to get with them they always made sure that I got out because because I look like one of the dangerous ones they're like oh that that one that one will will brag about it he'll go to 7-eleven with like photos in his wallet and say yeah I did this lady because there was another lady in the same apartment complex I got into her house and all the way down she was a black belt and uh in karate and I got into her house, and she took her took me to her sanctum sanctorum, and like her little hidden place where she had like a hidden dojo in her basement, with sliding okay. with sliding doors, and there was a bed in her dojo. And I ran over and jumped on the bed, and she was like, "Yeah, you're gonna have to leave." And I'm like, "It." it like I went to her house like every day for a week, yeah. and 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 then she started telling me about her secret place. And then I was like, I need to see your secret place. So every day I'd go over there and ask to see the secret place. And every day she would say no. And then finally she took me down to her secret place. And then when I got down there, she's like, you're going to have to leave. And then after that, she didn't let me back in her house. That's some fucked up shit. All right. So imaginary so friends all around. Oh, the imaginary oh, no. friends did the same thing to me. They saw me and they're like, nah, man, he's dangerous. Keep him at a distance. 
No, but but keep forget about you for a second. The, just uh, in general, Maxwell, what do you think? What? Imaginary friends, demonic entities, possible ghosts, because kids possible molesters, kid, kids that haven't been uh, indoctrinated into into a certain way of thinking might actually see more truth as opposed to saying oh, yeah, oh, yeah. these aren't real so if you think something's not real you're not going to be able to see it for what it really is well it's is. the same thing as fairies yeah. and unicorns and uh, and all kinds uh, of shit you know <laughs> yeah, no but I'm being serious though because there, there's something like the little people because you have all kinds of of uh, reports about the little people like over in Ireland who talk to the children but the adults don't see them and and the children are like well they always they always one. run away yeah, when the adults come they always run away when the adults come, you know, so it's it's not just invisible friends. There's friends that the kids can see that leave before the adults get there. Yeah, this got really creepy. Anyway, so go Amityville. But, uh, all right, so I go to Amityville when we were in college. We went on a road trip, and so we were like, you know, let's go to Amityville because that was one of the exits. So it was like an hour away. So we got back on to whatever road, and we drove, and then it's like Amityville, next right, or whatever. So we went to Amityville because we wanted to see where the Amityville horror was. And we pulled, we drove around, and... And everything was fine. We're all excited and we're all happy and this is great. And we have like, I have a super big gulp and everybody's excited. <laughs> and we couldn't find where the house was because we didn't have Google or, you know, little computers in our hand that we have now. And so we had to stop and ask directions. So we stopped at a gas station and they're like, yeah, you go down there and make a left and another left and another left. Everybody's always down there or whatever. So, so we did all of that and we still couldn't find it. And, and so there was this guy... We were driving up and down every street, and it's still, like, kind of cool, and everything's, like, you know, we're all excited. And there was a guy standing in the middle of the street, and it's, like, 2 a.m., and we're like, well, ask him for directions. Now, now, looking back on it, I'm like, oh, shit, if I'm in Amityville, and there's a guy <laughs> standing in the middle of the street, I'm not going to stop and ask him directions, because that, that, that does not bode well. But anyway, we pulled over and stopped, and we asked him. You know, uh, we go, where's the Amityville Horror House? <laughs> and and we had to ask three times because I think he thought we were saying, where's the Amityville Horror House? <laughs> but, but we're like, where's the Amityville Horror House? And finally he understand that we were saying Horror House. And, and he points, just points down to the end of the street. And, and we're like, this is the street? And then he, he like gestured that we had to make one. Like, at the end of the street, we had a turn, and then that would be it. And so we're like, okay, cool, thanks, thanks, and we thanked him. And we drove to the end of the street, and we turned. And when we turned, all the hair on my arm stood up. And I was like, what the fuck? And it felt like sound, it felt like, like if you put your fingers in your ears, like if you push on your ears, you can still hear, but everything gets muted. Yeah. It, like underwater? Yeah, it felt like it was muted. Like right now, I can hear myself talk, but it's all weird. Yeah. And it and it felt like pressure because it felt like someone was just pushing on my chest. And and yes, you could say, oh wow, he's on the street and and now he it's psychosomatic and he's psyching himself out. But I don't generally react that way. And yeah. so it wouldn't bother me. It was just a, it was just an oppressive feeling that came over me. And I'm like, and I'm like, as an innocent bystander, I'm like, oh, that's fucked up. I feel like someone's pushing on my chest and I can't hear, <laughs> you know? And so we drive down the street 
and we see the house. And it's a little bit different because the, uh, I guess the boathouse isn't connected to the house. And I guess in the movie, the boathouse was connected to the house or something like that. Like in this one, the boathouse is like across the street and down by the water or whatever. And, and, uh, the guy at the gas station had told us that he's like, Oh, there's two places. You got to go down by the water. If you want to see the one and you go to that. And we got out of the van and stood in the street and looked at the house and, and that feeling didn't leave. And like, and we hung out, we we went up and looked at the house, but we didn't get real close. Then we crossed the street and went and found the boathouse and walked around there. And we were there like running around for like 20 minutes. And, and everybody had that feeling? People, they, no one said anything. And then we're like, yeah, we, we better go. And then when we were driving away, the, or we had to pull over and, and the one kid started throwing up and we had to stop the van and he threw up and every, and everybody had some kind of adverse effect and none, and none of, none of my friends had attributed it to maybe some kind of malevolent presence, you know? And immediately I was like, like there's an oppressiveness around this whole fucking street. And, and yeah, the, my, our one friend threw up and the other was nauseous and, and, and literally when we got about a mile away, it was like there was no pressure on my chest and I could hear again. It was really, really strange. You should have tried to go back just to see if it was going to go. No, no. Just keep no, going back and no, forth. No, no. Was it up a hill or something? No, like, no. Was it like some kind of air pressure? No, no, not at all. And the one, and the one, and the one kid, he just kept throwing up and throwing up. And then after we left, like, it was just really, really strange. Because if you had gone back and back and forth a couple times, and if you had kept throwing, sorry, then it's perfectly fine as soon as you leave the room. If I had gone back to see the little girl in the mausoleum, too. <laughs> you know, it's... Maxwell, you have any experiences with the, uh, with the supernatural ghosts? Uh, or any presence or any... I just, I, I remember the... The most real one for me was that when I was washing dishes, I was I was small, so I had this little step-up stool. I'm washing the dishes, and I hear footsteps coming and running up behind me. And then I, it was coming around the corner, and I was like expecting somebody, and the footsteps kept coming, kept coming, kept coming to all the way to the stool. It freaked me out. I dropped the dishes in the sponge, and I just ran through whatever it was, and then I just went, and that scared the hell out of me. That was fucked up. It bothered me. For like, it bothered me for a week because, like, like when you're in the house and you you've experienced people walking through the house, yeah. you know where the sounds are coming from. Yeah, yeah. So you know, like, when someone's like walking behind, like, coming up to the to the, because I had a lot of brothers and stuff. Yeah. So like, then like back then I knew it was like there's, there should be someone walking yeah, yeah. and that, yeah. and and there was no one and that that. I ran so fast, and, and I can't believe I went through instead of the other way, because there was another path, but I just went through that way because everyone was on that side. So, like, I don't know. I went for to be with people yeah, yeah. <laughs> rather oh. than going around because, I, I don't know, maybe the ghost will <laughs> chase me that way or whatever. Oh, shit. <laughs> yeah, but, you know, now that you asked him about, because I was just telling some fuck... I know in my family some other fucked up shit happened. Like one of our friends talking about the spirits and alcohol. Yeah. One of my brother's friends um, was kind of like mentally ill, 
and 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 it wasn't completely diagnosed, so we don't know if it was like like manic depressive. I'm sure he was manic depressive, like old terminology. I'm sure that he was chronic schizophrenic, old terminology, what have you. But all of the above. But he was also an alcoholic that was prone to like blackouts. And when he would black out, it was almost like he became another person. So it was like a split personality yeah. because you'd meet him on the street and he would be coherent and able to talk and able to speak, but it wouldn't be him and he'd be drunk. And other than smelling the alcohol and if people were with him and he drank for like four hours, other than that, there was no indication that he was drunk. It was like he was somebody else. And he... <laughs> He tried to commit suicide a bunch of times, and and he would always call our house and say, oh, I'm going to kill myself. I'm so depressed. I'm going to kill myself. And so, like, whoever was home would talk to him. Like, I was always too little to talk to him when he was going to kill himself. But, like, if my brother wasn't home, my mom would talk to him. <clears throat> and so he called once, and he's like, I'm so depressed. It's just this overwhelming feeling of depression is sitting on me. You know, I'm, I'm going to... I'm, you know, I'm going to kill myself, you know, and my mother was like, you know, where are you? And as he said, I think he was like, but my mom's like, okay, okay, where are you? And he goes late. And at the same time, a voice goes, Chicago. And my mom's like, what? My mom goes, whoa, whoa, whoa where are you? And he's like, I'm in late Chicago. And my mom's like, That's and so my mom got so freaked out that. I don't know. I don't remember, but she, like the look that came over her face, and she's like, "Are you by yourself?" And he's like, "Yeah, I'm in a room by myself in a motel," and and she and she's like, "Nobody's with you. Nobody's with you at all. You're by yourself." And he's like, "Yeah," and and she told that story for years because then later he he didn't remember even having the conversation and he was by himself and and something said that he was in chicago at the same time as he was trying to say where he was and so that's all kinds of fucked up dude <laughs> that that's kind of freaky i was actually gonna bring up so you know haunted houses yeah and like houses built on whatever secret and secret so i kind of had the or, or like a house a newer house is built on something else i kind of had the opposite experience so in the house that I grew up in, there would always be like freaky noises at night. <laughs> freaky noises at night, footsteps in the attic. So, anyway, uh, as soon as the house got remodeled, all of that completely stopped. As soon as the house got remodeled. Oh, wow. So, no more weird foots, nothing. Nothing. So, they so fixed it. Well, some people say that it's just like a draft or something, but a draft is not footsteps, yeah, like yeah. heavy footsteps, yep. intentional footsteps, because it sounds like it sounded like somebody was walking slowly and deliberately, yeah, yeah, not quickly or whatever. So it wasn't like a rat scurrying; it was very deliberate. And then I don't know what you like fixed it. How I don't know, but it was just weird because there was quite a few. I mean, it wouldn't happen every day or anything, but you know, quite maybe one or you know. A dozen or two instances when it was really creepy and you know just over years and then I can't remember a single instance since the house got remodeled when I got remodeled like the basement stayed the same yeah, yeah. like like the 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 main bones of the house didn't really change yeah yeah but and apparently the, whatever offended yeah. whatever offended got you know it was, it was, so who knows yeah that was, that was that's terrible
and 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 nothing ever again. Well, you know, so that's that's cool. So maybe it was just the nails that were used in the upper levels. No, because it would happen on the lower level too. Uh, like the lower yeah, but it just carries it carried through. And once you got yeah. rid of those nails, the uh-huh. whole place was. But uh, but anyway, so yeah, so we went over we went over a lot of stuff. All right, wait, hold on, hold on, I got one more. So my brother, th- and this this is messed up because this will leave you trying to figure out what happened because if you remember how we talked about spirits that possess people or if they're other people or spirits faking it yes my brother my grandmother was still alive at this point and my brother was outside working on uh his car and he heard footsteps and he turned around and jumped because there was a lady behind him and and uh and he's like oh shit you scared me and and he asked her, he's like, oh, shit, what, you know, what are you doing? It's dark here. Like, because it was at night and he was working on his car at night. And, and he asked her her name and she told him a name. And, and, he, and he's like, well, what are you doing here? And then, she, and then she disappeared into the darkness. And he thought she had just walked back and, you know, back a couple steps because he was working with the spotlight that you hang under the yeah. hood and whatever, you know, outside in the driveway. And so he thought she just moved back. And then he, he shone the flashlight and she was gone. And then, and it really freaked him out. And she was dressed weird. And he, he told my mother and the name she had given him was apparently a name that my grandmother had used when she was uh, like a teenager. And he described what she was wearing. And my mom went and got a photo of my grandmother when she was oh, a teenager. And it was the same clothes. And and she had given the same name. But, and, and he had never seen the photo and he had never known that. And and so that one leads to all kinds oh, of speculation. Well, you reminded like, me of something. The... Actually, you actually reminded me of something. We forgot one definition. Time too. Time yeah, travel. Time, and time, I was just about to say time yeah. Time, time, la- timeline overlaps. Yeah, yeah. So because if she was real in her timeline, yes. it was some kind of glitch crossover. Yeah, uh, I, I forgot about that one. I read yeah, a, cool. I read a samurai book called The Autumn Bridge, I believe it was, and and the 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 domio or whatever. Uh, uh, and where the Lord always had this apparition that he talked to and she was a ghost and he would talk to her and she could only stay for a little bit and then she would disappear and he would talk to her and then she would leave and she would try to give him advice and help him and somewhere in the book like when you got to the second half it flipped and you and you realized that she was in another time and he was oh, appearing cool. he was appearing to her as as a ghost and she was talking to him because she could she was from the past and so she could give him answers about questions he had about the past and then when it flipped and you were with her and they're like, oh, are you going to see him tonight? And she's like, he doesn't always appear. And you're like, and you're trying to figure out what the hell is going on and who's this lady talking to. And then when he did appear and he was in his ghost form, you realized that that's who you spent the first half of the book with. And now you're with her. Yeah, and, and he's the ghost. And so she's looking and he could tell her about the future she's like oh well what's gonna happen with this land what's gonna happen with that land because she always asked him questions and he figured i'll give her answers because it's all common knowledge so he's like oh this conquered that that conquered this and then he would ask her questions about the past and so they would always give each other answers 
and they were and they both thought the other one was ghosts with special powers. It was really really cool. Well, and and in that theory, if the ghosts don't know they're ghosts and they're just simply experiencing their own timeline, yeah, they're not even ghosts. Both part, you know, both sides are confused. Well, yeah, but both were alive when they were talking yes. to each other. Yeah, so that's... So it's like a time-space continuum. I completely forgot about that. Yeah, it's like yeah. a time... Or coexisting, yeah, alternating reality. So that explains that one. Yeah, yeah. And so that could have been what my yeah. brother had seen, too. Yeah, that, cause that, yeah, that opens up the door to a whole bunch yeah. of bizarre cases I completely forgot about. Yep. But, um... Exactly. What do you think of that, Maxwell? That was interesting. Yeah, because people who are haunting places... Yeah. It, they, they might, might just be, be living their own timeline. They live in their own timeline, and they yeah. see you, and they jump... That was actually one of my Back to what I said before. If all of these are true and each one is a certain percentage, exactly. That, yep. That's a crazy, crazy madhouse world. <laughs> oh, that was in one of my novels. I had a like a, an apocalyptic event, and everybody who got caught in the epicenter uh, was trapped, and they didn't know that they were dead, and so they stayed in the castle that they had gotten blown up in. And then in the future, when people came back to the castle, there were places where it looked like people re were rebuilding the castle. And they're like, who's working on this part? Because it was an old, decrepit castle. But you would get, you'd walk down this hallway, and all of a sudden, everything would be restored. And you're like, someone must be restoring this. Yeah. Like, who's restoring this? And then they would see people, and they would hide on them because they thought that they were, like, invaders. But they were really the people who were trapped and who had died. And so, yeah, and so... Yeah, that, was it also, of, that was in one of my books. Also reminds me of Synchronicity. Uh, uh, Santos Bonacci is a cultist scholar. So you won't do the Golden it. Dawn, but you'll do. <laughs> well, he talks about synchronicity, which is the common, the common threads of all religions being true, and all the ancient civilizations. You know, since since all of their origin stories and philosophies, a lot of them are all very very similar. What did Alistair Crowley think about that? You know, we don't need it now. We don't need to go down that one. But anyway, thanks for joining us again for an edition of the Mind Shock Podcast. Hopefully it shocked your mind accordingly and, and you are satisfied listeners. Until next time, Bruce McGuire signing off. Rook Davis. That's what powers. I do.